we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 22nd, 2015. This is part three. Continuing on uh, with this study, switching gears, next report, B-A-T-F-E is to ban common AR-15 ammo. The decision continues Obama's use of his executive authority to impose gun control restrictions and bypass Congress. And Obama administration makes massive push to ban the M855 or 223 am ammunition commonly used in AR-15s. I also heard that it's probably going to encompass the 5.56 as well, uh, ammos, which you can use 223 and 5.56 interchangeably in some guns. Certain, um, I, I believe, like the AR-15 and uh, um, certain um, Mini-14s and these types of things. So <clears throat> they're seeking to ban this type of ammo. This starts out by saying, my fellow patriots and citizens, I'm sorry to inform you that the end of America is near as the Obama administration is now making a massive push to ban the M855-223 ammo commonly used in all AR-15 style rifles. Now, again, <clears throat> before any rogue regime goes on their massive killing sprees, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Stalin, whether it's Pol Pot, uh, whether it's the Khmer Rouge or whatever, they always disarmed the citizens prior to their mass slaughter of their citizenry. It's a proven fact. This isn't about um, a Christian wanting to be able to go out and blow people up and kill them. This is about a matter of protecting you and your family, protecting your neighbors. This is a matter of preventing mass extermination of Americans. And if they are able to disarm America, that is when we know that will ensue. Now, maybe they'll, they'll start it before everybody's disarmed. Okay, But they would prefer to disarm America so that they can get this mass extermination show on the road. And that's exactly what will happen. Obama particularly has an absolute total hatred for anything good, anything righteous, anything, and anything that would keep him from imposing his satanic agenda. His satanic agenda, you know, and I understand him being a puppet on a string, with the Illuminati. Anything that, that, that is an impediment to that, he's going to want to try to remove. And this is why this is a real big one for him. With the 223 ammo, and I believe 556, five, uh, it's, uh, it, it's a huge one. So, this is a real big deal because if they're able to pull this off, it's going to be one more gigantic step in that direction inching us closer to this mass extermination event okay, of Americans. Uh, the new push headed up by Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, the BATFE, in nasty executive orders signed by President Obama, if successful, would make the M855-223 rounds illegal and classified as, quote, armor-piercing. Um, they're not armor piercing, a regular 223 round. Now you could get the um, the green tips um, that are armor piercing. They have a steel core in them. 
but they're just saying all 223, which is just ridiculous. Totally insane assertion there. But anyway, this push marks the third executive action by the Obama administration this year as the powers that be are now ramping up the next phase. Full-on disarmament of the American people. That's what the goal is. It has been speculated that the possible roundup and execution of American citizens deemed extremists or dissidents by the U.S. government will soon begin with the gathering or calling of the red and blue list. Meanwhile, they let the, the, the radical... Muslims pour in, set up their terrorist cells. They let they, they let the worst factions of the illegal aliens pour across their borders and get in their little respective gangs. They let the Chinese pour in and let them set up in the Russians station. That's all fine. That's all good because they're evil and, and that's good for them. Okay. Um, while this is not for sure, there is no way to confirm this action. Rest assured, the plan still rests on the table. Uh, now, the Bible says, Psalm... 112 verse 7 he shall not be afraid of it, evil tidings his heart is fixed trusting in the lord these are evil tidings i'm giving you okay no doubt about it but i have to warn you as a watchman okay so you know i'm a little bit conflicted because i, I need to warn you from from a biblical standpoint but i also don't want you to be operating in the fear of man so the bible says that he meaning, in our case, the Christian shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. The Bible says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's Psalm 56, 3. So that rhymes. That's an easy way to remember that verse. Um, Psalm 94, 21. They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. So these are really good ones to, to think on. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The wicked. Who, who are what we're in reference to. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. So going back to this report, I wanted to interject that in there. Some positive verses. Uh, it says, there is still time to have our voices heard on this issue. The ban of the eight M855-223 ammo as the BATFE is taking comments from the general public into careful consideration until March 16, 16th, 2015. So you, you've got about another um, 22 days to comment to the BATFE. And again, if there's not enough public outcry, that is going to give the signal to the Illuminati that the sheeple people don't care and that they're going to come in and they're going to do this. So there needs to be massive public outcry and this needs to be something to, to pray about not the only thing obviously but something to pray about. what i'm trying to do is prevent mass extermination here because this is what this isn't about me wanting to go blow somebody up or kill somebody this is about preventing all that sin that they have planned all those people they're going to kill if they're able to disarm americans okay i mean that's typically the last impediment before these these butchers come in so this is what this is all about uh the batf will not acknowledge receipt of any comment but you can still comment so i give you the email address here in the pdf i'll give you the fa their fax number their um uh mail if you want to send a letter uh, and there's plenty of time to do all of this now and then a phone number so there's there's every way you could contact them and none of it's going to cost you other than cost of a phone call or um you know that's it or a fax or, or, or a postage stamp that says this is not one of those 
you know, donate $100 now to do our blast fax service. I mean, that, you know, I see that and it's like, oh, I'm sure that you have no hidden agenda there. You're going to blast fax all these senators and only charge me $100 or whatever it is. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that stuff like that's not worth it. It's just that, come on, from a practical standpoint, if you did that all the time, you'd be broke, you know, trying to keep up with that stuff. So these are things that, that, um, um, you can do and it won't be that hard. Uh, now also, action, you could urge your senators to defund the ban on AR-15 ammunition and urge them to put a hold on the nomination of Attorney General nominee Loretta Lynch until the ATF backs down from its unlawful gun ban. There's a link to that. And then there's also another link, action, spe special stop Obama's M855-223 ammo ban emergency free fax petition. This is one where they do it for free. So I give you about six different ways you can take some action there. Um, and then there's another report entitled ATF and EPA quietly working on gun control with ammunition bans. That's a whole other link. I don't have time to get into that, but I do provide you the link there. Okay, so now we're, we're aware on they're really, really, really doubling down trying to get 223 ammo, okay? Which would be the main self-defense ammo if the government started knocking on doors, started started their whatever. That would be the main ammo that Americans would use, you know, in um, an AR-15 platform, okay, or a Mini-14, or there's a lot of other guns that, that use that as well. So uh, that's why they're going after it, okay? So we know they're doing that. We know they're doing all the stuff with Islam. We know they're bringing the ISIS terrorists in. We know what they're they're doing on the border with the illegal aliens and letting letting the worst factions of that come in. We know how they're trying to force. They're talking a lot about force vaccinating us. I mean, it's coming from every front here. So here's the next report: preemptive strike. Obama's DHS warns right wing terror threat greater, greater right wing terrorists like like me, like you. Okay, anybody that's pro-Constitution, pro-Bible, pro-Second Amendment, you know, anti-abortion, anti-homosexuality, pro-righteousness, anybody like that, right-wing terror threat greater than ISIS or Hamas or CARE, C-A-R, the um, Islamic group. Obama's war on countering violent extremism turns inward on Americans. The DHS report targeting the right is a deliberate de demonization of an increasing number of Americans who understand that our rights are being usurped and the U.S. government has been hijacked by a collective of destroyers and anti-American operatives. This is not new. Obama made these same vicious accusations in a similar DHS report early in 2009. It is a strategy. President Obama is taking the idea of preemption to a whole other level. The tyrant will always find a pretext for his tyranny. Okay? This is a quote by Ann Rand. Now, I'm not an Ann Rand fan. Okay? I don't advocate and rant, but it's pretty true what they're saying here. A statist is a man who believes that some men have the right to force, coerce, enslave, rob, and murder others. To be put into practice, this belief has to be implemented by the political doctrine that the government, the state, has the right to initiate the use of physical force against its citizens. How often force is to be used, against whom, to what extent, for what purpose, 
and for whose benefit are irrelevant questions. The basic principle and the ultimate results of all status doctrines are the same. Dictatorship and destruction. The rest is only a matter of time. Going back to the report, Obama and his appointed thugs have made the good guys the enemy. Clearly, they anticipate that Americans will act against his coup uh, at some point, and they are taking preemptive action. They're criminalizing patriotism. The world is in chaos. The jihad wars are raging in Africa, the Middle East, and now Europe. And Obama administration has turned against Americans that would stand for righteousness. The Bible says in Psalm 12, verse 8, The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Now, Obama is about the vilest president we've ever had, as far as I can see. And here he's exporting people of his same ilk, his same evil disp disposition. Okay, and I'm not saying all the illegal aliens are, are, are all evil. They're all here illegally, okay? And, uh, you know, hey, listen, if, if they can live with that, I, you know, whatever. I guess, you know, they can call themselves Christians and still say, well, we're whatever. Okay, fine, but, you know, you're here illegally. So I guess that's between you and God. But there is a ton of overtly wicked illegal aliens that are here. No doubt. And we've documented that in the past. And I mean, the, the worst, those Mexican gangs and these Central American gangs, some of the most evil, cruel, sadistic people you could ever run into. And now ISIS and letting the terrorists come in on that and then the Chinese and the Russian. We're talking people that are godless and hate Christianity to the core, hate America. And so he wants to get those, he wants to get this country as much as possible saturated with those devils, pre-position them so that when the time comes and they, Satan gives the green light, they'll all be pre-positioned in place so they can do the maximum amount of damage. So the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. And that's what we have in today's day and age here. Going back to the report, the Obama administration is anticipating some kind of civil war action so that they are drawing the line, declaring those who stand in defense of the Constitution enemies of the state. Obama refuses to call Islamic uh, terror Islamic. He won't do it. He, he won't, and all these anti-terror, he won't call it Islamic. He's just, oh, they're violent extremists. You know, they're, they're, but they're not Islamic because that's his religion and it's near and dear to his heart. And so, you know. Um, but he will designate Americanism or patriotism a terror threat. That, that's the real threat in Obama's world. This is exactly what I predicted in my 2010 book. I, I guess this is Pamela Geller. The post-American presidency, the Obama administration's war on America. This report quotes liberally from the left-wing extremist group SPLC, whose own members turned assassins have been involved in a number of shootings. The SPLC has never designated an Islamic group a terrorist or even a hate group, but American patriots have been so branded. That's the way that they roll. Okay, so continuing on, the DHS is a useless agency. Worse, it has become Obama's political stormtroopers targeting Obama's enemy list. The absurdity of the report is made even more ridiculous by all the other daily headlines on Islamic terror and the human toll. The DHS intelligence report warns of domestic right-wing terror threat. A new intelligence assessment circulated by the Department of Homeland Security this month and reviewed by CNN focuses on the domestic terrorist threat from right-wing sovereign citizen extremists and comes as the Obama administration holds a White House conference to focus efforts to fight violent extremism.
but it's Christian patriotics, pro-Second Amendment, returning veterans. That's the right-wing, and I left them out, I'm sorry, right-wing extremism that we're in reference to here, particularly returning veterans, you know. Some federal and local law enforcement groups view the domestic terrorist threat from the sovereign citizen groups as equal to, and in some cases greater than, the threat from foreign Islamic terrorist groups, which we're shipping in and let come up through the border and, you know, it's greater. Such as ISIS that garner more public attention. See, we're, we're a greater threat than them, you know. This is how wicked and sick things have become. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's the norm. That is the absolute norm. Next report, switching gears again, which is, again, this is another look at how this country is being destroyed from within, okay? From about every angle we're going to look at today. We're going to look at economic. We're going to look at moral. We're going to look at all of the infiltration of all these these different various foreigners that we're talking about. We're going to be looking at um, the health being destroyed, everything. Um, how much will the West Coast port shutdown cost? The West Coast port deadlock has dragged on for months. Meanwhile, the goods that travel through 29 ports that handle half of all of our maritime trade have been stuck in dock. Uh, and some of you may not know that, but there's a huge problem there with this partial strike going on on these ports on the West Coast where we bring in all of our cheap Chinese slave labor goods, okay, uh, exporting and importing. So, the, in the Old Testament, prophets warn of judgment beginning at the coasts. Jeremiah warned nations that God's judgment begin, can begin as whirlwinds on the coasts of their lands and then spreading from one end to the other. Uh, Jeremiah 25, 32, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. Okay? From the coasts of the earth. So again, it's just kind of an interesting verse there. Um, as we begin to witness the decimation of our borders, we, and again, look at, I mean, other than the Canadian border, we got all this evil coming, you know, just infiltrating, and particularly, well, obviously, the West Coast now, a ton our southern border a ton not so much the east coast um of course if we bring in all of these isis people over from uh syria i guess you could look at that <laughs> you know not so much from the canadian but again we are we're definitely seeing um examples of this unfold uh let's see as we begin to witness the decimation of our borders, we are now seeing events unfolding across America by our executive leadership to destroy our southern border, allowing anyone in, while our western border are seemingly being prepared for an invasion by China, as U.S. ports are largely owned by the Chinese. Yes. Also now, this just came out this week, these are just some recent headlines, outrage, Border Patrol ordered to release all illegal alien drunk drivers, allow them to go their way. Just allow the, the Border Patrol, you catch a drunk driver who's an illegal alien, who doesn't have a license, or allow him to go his way. That's what they're being told. And you won't be per, and you won't be prosecuted if you do so. That's what they're being told. If they go and kill somebody, the Border Patrol agent isn't going to get in trouble. This is how sick and evil this country is becoming. Now, granted, I'm not blaming my listeners. I'm just saying the laws of the land are, are such a joke. Um... Uh, the IRS now to give illegal 
illegals, illegal aliens, refunds for prior years when they didn't pay any taxes. How do you give a refund on a prior year when you never even filed that year? Well, we'll give them someone else's, some other law-abiding citizen's refund that they were trying to get, you know? It's insanity. The next report, Republican says Obama giving illegal aliens amnesty bonuses now. They're going to give them bonuses for being here illegally. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Americans go and they, they graduate high school. They try to get into college and they get up to their debt and total eye, they're up to eyeballs in debt. Can't find a job and won't be able to. I mean, and here you've got these illegal aliens being given everything essentially. I mean, it's just the, the sky is the limit for all of the benefits they're getting. And then the, the last one revealed loophole for illegal aliens to vote in elections now. So, I mean, hey, they're going to have everything. It's all by design. If it's, if it's wicked, if it's evil, Obama is going to be for it is, what it, is what it boils down to. So, I wanted to talk about the southern border a little bit, too, while we're talking about the west coast border with this port issue. Because I think we need to look at what's happening at the borders. Okay, The Islamists are coming up through the southern borders as well. One comment read, Chinese own the VAT own the West Coast ports. They may, they also own, I believe, the Panama Canal now, too. Yeah, they, um, that's huge. They have no intention of cutting a deal and prolonging the strike. Uh, dock workers refuse to go back to work after a month or less, we'd be on our knees. Problem solved. China brings all of their dock workers. They certainly know how to load boats, bust unions, and they'll work for half the price. So, in other words, let's take away more American jobs... Um, they're going to work for half the price and they're all going to be Chinese. Okay. And Americans will rejoice and go back to Walmart because they'll have their goods again. Because if this keeps up, the shelves at Walmart are going to start to get bare. Okay. They're China, uh, China Mart and they're Chinese slave labor goods. Okay. So that's what they're coming. Um, Steve Quayle chimed in and said, outstanding conclusion, but don't forget they can and will use these ports for their military invasion of the West coast as the time approaches. And what better way if they already had all the Chinese, if they had purged out all the American workers and they had all the Chinese workers in there, they're not going to say a word, whereas American workers would. So if they're going to stage an invasion, it'd be a perfect place. These places are gigantic. It'd be a perfect staging area to do that. So, you know, it's a, something to think about. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and play this video here, um, this audio. Fries in the sky. In December, McDonald's Japan battled a fry shortage by airlifting 2.2 million pounds of fries into the country. A drastic measure, but one that companies have used to sidestep the slow. They're GMO Franken fries. They have little little bolts like Frankenstein has on its neck. That every fry is a little bolt on its little on its little fry neck. And that's how you know it's Franken food. Down of West Coast ports. Everything from Nike shoes to electronics to salt to blue jeans flow through 29 ports across three states, making up 70% of the goods the U.S. buys from Asia and nearly half of all American marine trade. We're getting to a point, a breaking point, where the system is really sort of collapsing under its own weight. We're experiencing significant delays and backlogs. The headliner is auto parts. Asian automakers like Honda are slowing or even halting production because essential parts aren't arriving in their U.S. factories. Fuji Heavy Industries, maker of Subaru, 
is reportedly paying $59 million a month to airlift parts. But the disruption... Now, you know that all gets built into the price of the car. Okay, they're not just going to absorb that and not make the prices go up. So again, this is a big reason this is happening, not only to create scarcity, but to drive the prices through the roof, which puts more pressure on the, I mean, granted, they say the dollar's so strong, whatever, they print the thing out of thin air. It's all an illusion. So we're going to talk about that more later as well. And goes way beyond cars. Experts are calling it a potential crisis for U.S. meat. The North American Meat Institute says the industry is losing $85 million a week in exports. And oranges, grapes, and apples are left... So see, we're losing tons and tons of money on exports as well. It's a two-way street here. So it's, again, it's all by design to just destroy the country financially from within. Rotting on the docks. In fact, Washington State scored its biggest apple harvest in history this year. And growers were anticipating huge sales in China as a traditional New Year's gift. Instead, producers are dumping spoiled apples into canyons. All this... It shows a picture of these mountains of apples they're just dumping. I mean, that is absolutely beyond a shame. I mean, that's like... You know, apples, a good food. I don't even think that's hopefully Franken food at this point. Maybe they sprayed it with bad stuff. I don't know. That's the likelihood. But still, all this food just dumped. And again, just absolutely the, the total annihilation of the American farmer uh, would be the goal on that one. And it's not even a full-on strike. A total shutdown could cost the U.S. $1.9 billion a day according to the National Retail Federation. Until 20,000 dock workers come to an agreement with their employers, a lot of commerce is left out to sea. Christina Aleshi, CNN Money, New York. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to present a whole bunch of different sides of this. That's kind of like your basic foundational little, okay, overview of what is going on here. But now we're gonna get into this a lot further now. There's been a lot of discussion these days about the tight financial relationship between China and the United States. Well, at this rice shop in Hong Kong, I thought I'd take the opportunity to explain to you exactly what's at stake in this relationship. This jar represents the amount of debt or treasuries the U.S. had to issue in 2006 in order to finance its budget deficit. This rice represents China's money. One grain is the equivalent of 5 million U.S. dollars. So in 2006, the Chinese lent the United States about this much. Okay, now each grain is 5 million, okay? What Chinese lent us, and she's got a, probably a good uh, cup and a half of rice there. Now remember, each grain is 5 million of what China lent us. Okay, so she's got, I don't know, Mmm, cup and a half of rice there, it looks like. Half. So let's talk now about 2008. The U.S. had to issue a lot more treasuries to finance its ballooning budget deficit. So it's not enough for us just, just to print money out of thin air, create money out of thin air. We've got to issue treasuries on top of that, make our debt balloon even more. And so that's how this figures in. China? about this much. So China bought three times more. It's a smaller percentage of the overall whole, but 
take a look at how much more debt the U.S. has. So three times more, you're looking at, I'm looking at the rice again, it could easily be four and a half cups of rice, each grain representing $5 million. It's a lot of <laughs> staggering amount of money. That's why the U.S. government is looking for buyers wherever they can find them, and China has a whole lot of cash. And as you know, a so because the Chinese own all these treasury certificates that were issued, they bought all of this this debt. They they're they're owning America more and more and more every day, lock, stock, and barrel. We talked a lot about this when they had that standoff at that Bundy Ranch about how the Chinese were trying to take over those portions of the desert to build their solar farms and how they're doing that all over the country and how America's giving. Um, trying to repay China by basically giving huge, gigantic swaths of land to China for all of this debt they've bought. ABC News is always looking for ways to bring American jobs back to America. So this week, it was shocking to learn so many great infrastructure projects are underway in America, rebuilding bridges and roads in American cities, but they've hired Chinese firms and Chinese workers. Why? 2020 anchor Chris Cuomo is the captain of our Bringing America Back team, and he decided to track down those people who made these decisions. Rebuilding America's crumbling infrastructure is now a priority. Help us rebuild this bridge. Help us rebuild America. Help us put construction. What a lying, fork-tongued devil. Everything out of this guy's mouth is a lie. Your workers back to work. In New York, a $400 million renovation of the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. In California, a whopper, a $7.2 billion new bridge to connect San Francisco and Oakland. And in Alaska, a proposed $190 million bridge project. Sounds like a great opportunity for government spending to actually lead to real jobs. The problem? Much of the work is going to Chinese government-owned contracting firms. See, there's no way Obama's going to encourage anything in this country that's truly going to rebuild anything or get America back on its feet to any kind of, any way, shape, or form. He's going to do everything he can do to destroy that. And this is just one more example, saying all of this garbage, but then giving all these contracts to the Chinese. When we're subsidizing jobs in China, uh, we're not creating any wealth in the United States. In Alaska, outraged union workers took to the airwaves with an obvious point. This is not the time to send more jobs to China. Our tax dollars will provide hundreds of jobs there, not at home. U.S. law actually requires major infrastructure projects to buy America when the cost difference is reasonable. In California, U.S. firms say they would have met those guidelines, but state officials decided to turn down federal money for a major part of the bridge, allowing a Chinese company to get the job at a cost of almost 3,000 American jobs and a potential $1 billion boost to the struggling California economy. Under Barack Hussein Obama, it has become increasingly difficult to do business in America unless you are from a foreign nation. Idaho, under the stewardship of Governor Butch Otter, has opened the door for a Chinese invasion wherein the sovereignty of Idaho and America will be sodomized by all parties involved. Project, he goes on to say, Project 60 takes advantage of a federal program that grants federal program. This is something your congressman, your president, and everybody else agreed to and said, we think this is a good idea. Okay? It's a federal program that grants permanent residency to foreign nationals, in this case, Chinese. This program comes with special tax exemptions to the foreign firms moving here. American companies do not get the tax exemptions. 
So much for the Constitution and equal protection. Idaho's struggling financially, and it is widely known that America is broke, so why tax breaks for the Chinese? China wants to limit its exposure to America's debt. China needs to maintain its trade deficit so it does not collapse like a house of cards. In order to accomplish this, China must unload currency and excess dollars. Buying Idaho is a good way to accomplish this, but do not worry. China is looking to, to buying Ohio. Michigan and Pennsylvania as well. China, Ohio, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. They're already going a long way in buying Idaho and a lot of these other places that we, I mean, these places in the desert where they have these solar farms. I mean, it's happening, you know, and right under our noses. Will not allow its currency to become stronger, so it must eliminate some of America's IOUs. What better way to do this than buy America? Top Idaho officials have been traveling to China and entertaining the Chinese here in order to help facilitate this. Idaho is a resource-rich state, and the Chinese know it, and, uh, and as does Obama, who keeps snatching Idaho land. Otter, Obama, and the attack on business in America paves the way for China own us. A Chinese firm is building a fertilizer plant in America Falls, Idaho. Ironic, China has bought 50 square miles of land south of Boise, 30,000 acres of Idaho gone to foreign nationals. Governor Otter says this will help reinvigorate our American industrial base. <laughs> yeah, that's really going to help America really going to help America by selling off America piece by piece to a nation that hates our guts. That's really going to do wonderful things for America. Just how this will do it since the plants will be staffed with foreign nationals is a question that remains unanswered. Here's another one, and I want you to look at the Chinese flag for a minute. Okay, it's very, very important. China wants to construct a 50 square mile self-sustaining city south of Boise, Idaho. Thanks to the trillions of dollars that the Chinese have made flooding our stores with cheap products, China is now in a position of tremendous economic power. So what is China going to do with all that money? One thing that, uh, that they have decided to do is to buy up pieces of the United States and set up special economic zones inside our country from which they can continue to extend their economic domination. One of these special economic zones would be just south of Boise and the Idaho government is eager to give it to them. China National Machinery Industry Corporation Sinomatch, or Sinomach for short, plans to construct a technology zone south of Boise Airport, which would ultimately be up to 50 square miles in size. The Chinese Communist Party is the majority owner of this company, so the 10 to 30,000 acre self-sustaining city that is being planned would essentially belong to the Chinese government. The planned self-sustaining city in Idaho would include manufacturing facilities, warehouses, retail centers, and large numbers of homes for Chinese workers. Basically, it would be a slice of communist China dropped right into the middle of the United States. That was Pastor um, Michael Hoggard going going over that information. So yeah, I mean this is this is just total insanity. Again, we've covered this from a lot of different angles, but this is just some of the most current information. Now this is the Chinese national Lang Lang, catchy name plays an anti-American propaganda song at the White House. The name of the song is Motherland, My Motherland. He's in the White House playing this. It's the song to the Chinese movie Battle on Shanglin Mountain. 
The movie is about the Korean War and depicts the American armed forces as the enemy. This is the theme song to the show where America is depicted as the enemy. And the song describes how beautiful China is and then it has this verse. When the friends are here, there's fine wine, but if the jackal comes, what greets it is the hunting rifle. The jackal in the song is the United States of America. He played this in the White House and in just basically, you know, this propaganda song. And I mean, it's just like, you know, a total, absolute, total disrespect. I mean, I'm sure Obama was teary eyed if he had, if, you know, I'm sure he probably knew everything about it. But I mean, you know, this is the kind of garbage that's going on right now that, that we're dealing with here. Um, so let's go further here. Let me see where we're at on time. Okay. Okay, so continuing on, next report, Chinese citing the stage for military invasion of the United States West Coast uh, when the timing is right. Now, this is regarding the uh, report that we just talked about regarding the ports. It's kind of going to expand upon that, though, as well. So, I personally have not had the time to watch much news, but I've managed to catch enough about the cargo ships to know this. There are a ton of goods not getting unloaded and not getting shipped where they need to be. I know the issue has something to do with unions and organized labor and that Obama has dispersed his minion, otherwise known as the labor, tech, labor secretary, to resolve the work stoppage at our West Coast ports. Presumably, we're supposed to believe that um, the labor secretary's job is to facilitate an agreement to get the unions back to work and get the goods flowing again. What if I told you the Labor Secretary was really dispatched to the West Coast with one mission? To make certain that that is not a successful negotiation. Now that would be what I would just assume to be the case. Because like I said, Obama is bent on absolutely destroying this country in every way, shape, and form. So why would he want the, the, the ports to start going again? He's trying to destroy the country. Um, he wants to see the trans the Trans-Pacific Partnership in full gear ASAP. Using my, um, using my best imaginative skills, I can't imagine the many ways Barack Obama could possibly do any more damage to the U.S. economy or at a faster rate than he's doing right now. And he's doing it without hardly even a soul in the mainstream media paying any attention. <clears throat> Dave Hodges says most Americans will fail to notice the threat until they can no longer pur purchase foods in the supermarkets or mail order prescription medications are not shipped. The sheep of this country will still be in denial that this could ever happen. The unions have now been idled um, at major American shipping ports because the multinational corporate owners of the shipping companies are keeping their ships filled with perishable goods at sea until all go governmental opposition uh, to the fast-track Trans-Pacific Partnership has ended. From the looks of things so far, Obama is probably going to get away with it. What happens in a month or two when the Chinese, when the United States is on our knees, meaning because there's no goods flowing in and the shelves are empty at a lot of places. Guess who is to the rescue? The Chinese. They bring all their dock workers here. They will easily be able to undercut the costs associated with American union workers with their ridiculous demands. And the Americans are so gullible they'll rejoice when our supermarket shelves are full again. It reminds 
me how Americans think the lower gas prices are a good thing when in fact they're one of the final nails in the country's coffin. Um, and he's going to explain that. I've, I've went into this before, but I'm just going to touch on it again. Um, the United States was finally on the verge of energy independence, and no thanks to Barack Obama, who has cut the permits for drilling down to just about zero. No, instead the U.S. has, has had tremendous success on private lands in places like North Dakota. Uh, the fracking has helped almost achieve energy independence. Now, I'm not for fracking. I think it's horrifically bad for the environment and what it does, but the fact remains is that they, well, we're going to... We're going to, I, I just want to qualify the next part and, and, and talk about that a little bit before we say anything further. So here's the problem. With $2 gas or lower, all those fracking companies financed their operations and the building of their infrastructure with trillions of dollars in bonds. But they did so assuming oil prices would be at, at least $100 a barrel and a very steadily moving north. I haven't looked, but where's oil today? At $45 a barrel around there. Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure has been around for decades, so they can get oil up and out of the ground for maybe a quarter of the price of the American fracking companies with all their brand new equipment. <clears throat> At these prices, it won't be long until none of the fracking operations can pay their investors and they'll all go belly up. Then gas will shoot back up and possibly go way higher without any of the former fracking companies still in business. There'll be, no, there'll be a lot less competition, in other words. This is the goal of keeping the oil prices down. Okay, the U.S. will go even further from energy independence with higher gas, and five. And that five percent Obama growth Obama's touting will be negative, as we there's no growth, but will be negative as we begin to nosedive into what is going on, what is going to make the Great Depression look like good times. So again, just one more gigantic thing that the Obama administration is doing to absolutely decimate our country. So the the low gas prices are for the absolute destruction of the country. The closed down ports are for that. It's all, there's all an end game here. And all of it's very, very bad. Also, there are already over 500,000 foreign troops here on our soil right now to help with the implementation of whatever the master plan is. As I said, there will be no recovery to help get better understanding why the United States will be so weak economically and why our enemies would be fools not to strike while the iron hot, why the iron is hot. Um, my post titled How Plunging Oil Prices Will Lead to World War III uh, by Michael Snyder says the following. In order for our current level of debt-fueled prosperity to continue, the rest of the world must continue to use our dollars to trade with one another and must continue to buy our debt at ridiculously low interest rates. Of course, the number one foreign nation that we depend on to participate in that system is China. China accounts for more global trade than anywhere else on the planet including the United States, and most of that trade is done in U.S. dollars for now. Remember the, the rice scenario where the lady was pouring the rice in the thing that I was describing and how many, <laughs> it was $5 million per grain, and it's just, it's, it's off the charts, okay, the debt that we're talking about here to China. This keeps demand for our dollars very high, and it ensures that we can import massive quantities of goods from overseas at a very low cost. As a major exporting nation, in other words, one um, I'm trying to think of, of, the, of the right analogy. You know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That's kind of the deal that United States has with China. Okay. In the end, it's going to turn out infinitely worse, though, for America. 
because we're they're going to own us lock, stock, and barrel, which they pretty much already do at this point. And in the end, the dollar's going to collapse and America's going to be decimated. Okay, but again, that's that's the goal here. Okay, so uh, that's what we're dealing with. So let's go further here. Um, this keeps demand for our dollars high and ensures that we can import massive quantities of food from overseas at a very low cost. As a major exporting nation, China ends up with gigantic piles of our dollars. They lend many of those dollars back to us at ridiculously low interest rates. At this point, China owns more of our national debt than any other country does. But if China was to decide to quit playing our game and started moving away from U.S. dollars and the U.S. debt, our economy prosperity would disappear very rapidly. Uh, demand for the U.S. dollar would fall and prices would go up. And interest rates on our debt and everything else in our financial system would go to crippling levels. So it is absolutely critical to our financial future that China continues to play our game. Uh, unfortunately, there are signs that China has now decided to start looking for a smooth exit from the game. In November, I wrote about how the Central Bank of China has announced that it no longer, that it is no longer in China's favor to accumulate foreign exchange reserves. That means the pile of US dollars that China is sitting on is not going to get any higher. In addition, China has signed a whole host of international currency agreements with other nations during the past couple of years, which are going to result in less US dollars being used in international trade. You can read about that um, in this article. It's got a link to it. Later, we learned that China started to dump US debt during the month of December. Many have imagined that China would try to dump a flood of our debt onto the market all of a sudden once they decided to exit it. But that simply doesn't make sense. Instead, it makes sense for China to dump a bit of debt at a time so that the market will not panic so that they can get close to full value for the paper that they're holding. That's why they want to dump it all at once. Okay, All this debt that we talked about. As Bloomberg reported, China dumped nearly $50 billion of U.S. debt during the month of December. And there's a link to the Bloomberg uh, report there. $50 billion during December. The American population's insistence on staying willfully ignorant has been a remarkable thing to witness over the last six years since the economic collapse in 2008. Folks, we are witnessing the final paragraphs of the final chapter that was once the U.S. economic superpower. I mean, this is what all these alternative economist guys, whether they're economists, whether they're into precious metals, whatever, they're pretty much all saying the same thing that I can see. Obviously, you're not going to get this angle from CNN. Okay, or, or lamestream news, but pretty much all the other ones are saying it. Um, he says, uh, I'm not kidding, nor am I using any form of hyperbole when I say that this year is critical. I, I couldn't agree more. Though I do not possess a crystal ball, I tell you exactly that when the end, that can tell you exactly when the end will come. What I do possess is a major market as to, as well as global indicators that can give me an idea as to time frame. Using the vast amount of data at my fingertips, I can tell you this, it is time to prepare and get your life in order. And now this report goes on and on and on. He gets into all these graphs and charts and all the economic break. So if you wanna go further, I give you the link here to continue reading. Um, it's just that I couldn't cover it all, it was too much. So where are we at? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and end, um, it looks like we're in part three, and uh, we will go to part four, probably our fourth and final part, I think. And uh, we'll go from there. So God bless you and we will see you in part four.